This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Friday, February 10th, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. <laughs> and I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Good one. I tried to say it's spooky because it's dark in here. Yeah, oh, yeah, we decided it's too hot in this studio, so we turned off all the lights. See if yeah. that helps. And now it's just kind of creepy. So and now also, it's not only lunchtime, but it's dark. And also, welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast <laughs> of indeterminate length. That's periodically, true. we do in the dark and uh, some to always at lunchtime with the help of our fabulous producer, Veronica. Oh, that's me. <laughs> hey, so um welcome the new ipod video oh my gosh there are like did you see the pictures pictures on the internet and i'm sure they're totally legit and the fact that it's on a brand new created blog called ipod slash fullscreen.blogspot.com does not in any way diminish their legitimacy and absolute trueness dude dude, dude i saw the pictures these are so cool they're true tacity yeah it's pretty weird like it has the, to be true because there's pictures the um so the rumors have been that it would be a three and a half inch screen which i really didn't think about but on these pictures, which obviously are fake mock-ups, but who knows, are, is the whole size of the iPod. <laughs> it's like a full screen. Well, they were saying iPod. that's kind of what the mock-ups looked like for the video touch iPod screen. originally. Like, and they put the uh, click wheel as a touch screen overlay yeah. uh, well, instead of an actual click wheel. Presumably you would have some sort of touch screen lock because otherwise that would be annoying. A mess. A mess. Yeah, plus um, if you're blind, forget it. Yeah, we got an email from Tony who was like, wow, Apple really doesn't like blind people. <laughs> It's like apparently, a Kanye West thing. Yeah, apparently iTunes doesn't work with screen readers. I'm not touching that. Steve Jobs don't like blind And now people. there are rumors of a touchscreen, which will completely make the already semi-inaccessible iPod completely useless to the blind. First of all, we're just joking because this isn't even real. These aren't even real pictures. <laughs> Once so, again, speculating on also, rumors that aren't true. Exactly. But if it were true, it would suck. It's a fake <laughs> podcast about fake things. And our next story has a picture of Judge Judy on it. <laughs> Where? What have we become? Nevertheless, the next story well, is, is from, in fact, it is true. from Ars Technica. <laughs> so at least that. Well, no, does that make it more legitimate? It makes it makes it more or reputable. less. Okay. Yeah, no, it is. And and actually, this is from a news story. Um, a judge has allowed not Judge Judy, by the way, not Judge Judy, Judge Ware. Which actually Where? It sounds totally now it's, now it's an Abbott and Costello <laughs> routine. Okay. Okay, back people, focus. It's In Friday. In September, Thomas Slattery filed a class action lawsuit against Apple, claiming that Apple has a monopoly over the digital music and digital music player market because of the way that iTunes Music Store and, and the iPod are tied together. Now, a judge has allowed that antitrust lawsuit to go forward. Right, because it got dismissed. It was dismissed a number of items. And now it's dismissed, back. But not the whole case. Ah, okay. And so now the judge has said that, in fact, Mr. Slattery has met all the requirements for That's such a lawsuit. That's not his real name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, he can go ahead with the lawsuit under the federal Sherman Antitrust Act. So, so uh, But all this is saying is that the, the prima facie of the case has validity. It doesn't mean that Apple is wrong. <laughs> you big show off. That what now? <laughs> well, in Latin. Throw me some more, some more Latin. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Lorem ipsum delor. Anyway, um, they it it it's just interesting. Like I think this is the first lawsuit that I know of that obviously is a monopoly lawsuit against Apple. So, um, mm. I can see it. Mm. I can see it. But that if if Microsoft if it can get away with what they do, then Apple should easily be able to get away with this. Apple can't get away, or Microsoft hasn't gotten away with what they do. Oh, they've been broken up as a monopoly? <laughs> yeah. Well, but. they got sued. And actually, most every computer still comes with Internet Explorer installed on it? In Europe, they've had to make and some pretty significant changes. And that's not working changes. out real well for them either. 
Well, yeah, because no one's buying it because people like Windows the way it is, but the government doesn't like it the way it is. Listen, you flouting the law over there using MPEG-4s without uh, authorization. You do. You can think what you want, but you're (laughs) violating AT&T's patent, and I won't stand for it. Yeah, this is crazy. AT&T apparently is claiming to have a patent covering core MPEG-4 technology and has warned Apple and others. What a mess. Of patent infringement. I know. I mean, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is just like the JPEG patent case, which threatened to be much more of a mess than it ended up being, but it's still uh, huge amounts of money, about $105 million, according to the Slashdot post, which I think is quoting a PC Mag story. It but is. about $105 million changed hands over the JPEG. So you can imagine MPEG-4 is going to be Would much, be much bigger. Way more. Well, apparently Nero not- and Pentax... Have already, already paid have up. Paid. They already ponied up, so that's not good for everybody else. No, no, because it kind of it doesn't that all by itself sort of legitimize the dude. Why would you guys pay? You need to band together and fight back. Well, if, if somebody could still counter sue or take them to court over it, but but when people start paying, then it makes it less likely that somebody's going to do that. Yeah, and Ex- who knows? Maybe maybe this is a valid patent. Experts say AT and T could certainly try to go after any company that sells products like the iPod. There's always that's always a strategy, or there is always a strategy with licensing technology. The difference, you know, a little bit of the difference is the JPEG was much more widespread in use because there was JIF or JPEG on on the web. I mean, PNGs are so small. It was Uh pretty much JIF or JPEG. Whereas with video, there's tons of different formats. Now, MPEG-4 is pretty pretty widespread, I agree. There are not tons of different compatible, though, widely compatible formats. There's WMVs and there's XVID and, you know, there's all... Yeah, there's WMVs that don't play on the iPod. Right, but iPod isn't the only way to play video. But this, to me... Well, yeah, no, but this to me is like if there was a patent infringement case against MP3. I mean, MPEG-4 is probably one of the most widely compatible video formats, is it not? Like, it is the one that can play on every device, almost every computer. Like, it's pretty Yeah, but there wasn't, nobody was doing anything else but MP3. There are people doing, I mean, I have a lot of video that I watch that's not MPEG-4. I know, but it's more limited than MPEG-4, I'm just saying. Like, if you get down all of a sudden, because uh, we ought to be and often stand against any kind of format war and format limitation, so if all of a sudden MPEG-4 is prohibitively expensive, then you're stuck with primarily formats that are then limited in terms of the devices that they support, and that's just messy for consumers. Well, you shouldn't be worried about that. You know why? Because Google's spying on you, and you should be paying attention to that instead of worrying about MPEG-4. Let them figure that out. I like it when Tom Segway is also a blow-off. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. That's what I'm reaching. Uh, yeah, EFF uh, has a uh, press release out saying that Google actually copies your hard drive Mm-hmm. in the new version of the Google Desktop software that we mentioned the other day. So yeah. this is a feature. Uh, it increases the risk to consumer privacy, according to the EFF, from their article. If a consumer chooses to use it, the new Search Across Computers feature will store copies of the user's Word documents, PDFs, spreadsheets, Bring it. and other text-based documents on Google's own servers Speak it. to enable searching <laughs> from any one of the user's computers. So. Yeah. In other words, Google then has all of your info, spreadsheets, financial information, yeah. possibly, uh-huh. all of your journal entries, your private diary, it's pretty your crazy. secret life. EFF is basically saying, do not use Google Desktop 3 because it will make personal data. They basically say it's one-stop shopping then for any hacker who's able to get your PC, oh your, Google, your Google password, because it's all there. So they, you know... Sign up as you on Google and bachinga. Now, I think not using Google Desktop 3 is a little bit extreme because you can also, you can, there is a preference to turn off the search across computers feature. But this is like, uh, it's pretty shocking. 
that Google would expect people in this case not to be concerned about privacy because wow, wow. It's one of those it's one of those That's things scary. where you have you, Google's assuming that people are going to trust them not to mess with their privacy and they right. probably won't but probably is the ultimate word there not definitely so well, and they may have no option but to mess with your privacy if faced with federal sure. subpoenas that could you know result in people going to jail i mean they're under federal subpoena now for search records and so that's one of the things that eff points out is that <laughs> look c- consumers are already freaked out about google or other search companies turning over search logs to the government it's pretty crazy or as he says, quote, shocking, that Google expects its users to now trust it with the contents of their personal computers. Well, and they're saying don't use it because they're taking more of an activist stance. It's like, don't even support the fact that this is included on there. And yeah, yeah. you're right. In practice, you can use it fine. Just turn off that part. Yeah. Or 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 turn it on. Who knows? I mean, or if you I want. have As in the past. In full knowledge, if you want to turn it on. In full sure. knowledge. Yeah. Like I have been a, in the past a proponent of terminal computing and of being able to store information offline and access it wherever you go or on, you know off 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 hard drive what would you call that off site i don't know <laughs> offline off site location yeah um off site you know I, it's like that's the frustrating thing about this is that technologically i think that's actually pretty cool yeah it's you know and the thing is i'm always a proponent not that privacy isn't important but you have so much less privacy than you think you do mm-hmm. that this is the least of your worries there's so much, Maybe. Out, you know, I mean, well, you, what it, you should know that this is happening, but I, it's I would not the least of your worries in the sense that a Google password is usually somewhat insecure. Like mm, that's the kind of thing that people point. don't, but I'm I not saying it's insecure because of Google, but that's the kind of thing that people don't take as much care with because they're like, eh, it's webmail or it's, also you know, depends whatever. on what you store in your hard drive. I mean, I don't store yeah. anything that sensitive on my hard drive. So I don't, you know, it would might be something slightly embarrassing, like. I don't know, a shopping list, but <laughs> a shopping list. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Nudie pictures. You you buy Weedabix? Weird. <laughs> but uh How embarrassing. But yeah, no, I mean it I, I just don't I think there's much more incriminating and dangerous information about you already out there. Mm-hmm. Credit reports and things like that. Yeah. And your cell phone records, for goodness sake. I don't know. I store credit reports on my hard drive. People can people can get them. your cell phone records. You store your credit report on your hard drive? Don't well, do that. Everybody stores personal information on their hard drives. Don't no, I don't. Well, I, you as, don't, but a lot as, of people as, do. I, I do. try not to store Come as on. much as possible. Most, the va- the majority dangerous. of people do because they're like, this is my computer. This is where I keep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that anyone can access my computer anytime and I store nothing on there that I wouldn't be okay with someone finding. Oh, I didn't really? know you were like a tinfoil hat type. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens are watching. Are I am an alien, so. Um, yeah. are, are you embarrassed? About? <laughs> I don't know. Andy, I was trying to. What are you hiding? I was trying to give you a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the segues, thank okay, you. Okay, they're all yours. I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> well, this is easy because de- uh, Google spying on you leads right to spyware, and uh, apparently the FTC wants to <laughs> humiliate the people who use spyware to advertise. Uh, the FTC Commissioner John Leibowitz said Thursday at an anti-spyware coalition event that he thinks it would have beneficial effects to humiliate people <laughs> who use spyware to advertise. So maybe opening an FTC site that would publicly announce and publish the names of company that companies that advertise using adware oh whatever i think it's a great idea it's like the public stocks yeah those people have a lot of shame too well yeah there's a good point i mean really (laughs) because they don't have any shame why would they care 
eh, you know, you know, can't hurt. If they're doing the advertising in the first place, then they are clearly the company behind it. I mean, it's like you could see the company name. Right. But here's a place where you could go and find out everybody that's doing it. Maybe you have pop up blocker. Maybe you're good at not getting adware because you're careful. And, and, and so you don't know who's actually practicing it. You might yeah. be surprised to find out who is actually doing it. And it would be a dissuader your two people on the fence about, gosh, should I get into adware? It might be it might be beneficial to my company. If they know that this is going to happen, it might make the decision for them. Maybe. I'm kind of skeptical. To me, this is sort of one. I You're don't know. always skeptical. What do you mean kind of skeptical? <laughs> well, about this, I'm kind of kind of. I'm kind of. It's just kind of kind of. I think it's a great idea. I, I say good on eh, you. I say put him in jail. For once, the government <laughs> doing something at least entertaining, if nothing else. Well, yeah. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to tell you whether it is uh, illegal to be annoying or whether it should be. Will Microsoft foot legal bills for other people? Are they getting that nice? And the Red Cross has a patent on the Red Cross. Find out what that means. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. I must say, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Me, too. A Red Cross, Red Cross? Red Let's cross? start with the annoyance. But we law. don't we, get to know. We talked about, oh, you'll find out. Just stay listening. Stay with us, folks. Stay tuned. Uh, so there was a lawsuit passed uh, a little while back that we talked about where a it lot. made it a crime to be a lawsuit. There's so many talk about lawsuits so often. It's it just impossible. comes out naturally now. It's like if you're typing and you just can't stop after the W. Ah, uh, you guys want to go to lawsuit? I mean lunch? Um, <laughs> well, there is a lawsuit involved here. There's a lawsuit yes. challenging the e-annoyance law. We talked about the e-annoyance law, which makes it illegal to be annoying on the web. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is oversimplifying I mean, it. It is but. over, yeah, and it's and it's <laughs> over trivializing it a little bit. But it unfortunately, the the law has wide-reaching and potentially trivial application. The plaintiff in the lawsuit is a website that lets people send anonymous email for a fee, and it said the suit. Uh, was necessary because the e-annoyance law is so broad, it makes providing their service a crime. Mm -hmm. The law prohibits anyone from posting annoying web messages (laughs) or sending annoying email messages, you hear that, people, without disclosing your true identity. So Superman cannot annoy people without telling people he's really Clark Kent. (laughs) Oh, man. Spoiler alert. (laughs) A UCLA law professor who wrote a book on the First Amendment has said that the annoy law may violate Americans' free speech, which it, that seems pretty clear. <laughs> so watch the, this. The problem is that word annoy. Watch, which is watch the lawsuit to find out if it's illegal to be annoying without saying here. It's fine to be annoying if you say, hi, I'm Tom and I'm annoying. <laughs> That's perfectly legal. But if I say, hi, I'm Tom. I'm Bill and I'm, I'm annoying. annoying. Not, not allowed. <laughs> See, actually, you just broke the law because you oh. said you were Tom, but you're not. Yep. See? Yeah, and there you go. And internet, I was annoying. And you were on the internet when and you did it. I was on the internet. I was very annoying. And, that was and annoying. I lied about who that I was. was. That was pretty annoying. You know who's trying to be less <laughs> annoying these days is Microsoft. God, Can you believe good. it? I know, isn't he? Oh, I, I got challenged. That's why I'm, I'm on my game. Today. I know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so Peter John sent us this story. It's it's on Information Week about Microsoft taking on the off taking off the cap of liability with its partner device makers. Mm-hmm. So. In previous agreements, if you were a device maker using Windows in your device, Microsoft put a cap on how much liability they would shoulder if you got uh, sued sued for intellectual property. And so Microsoft's taken off that cap and says, don't worry, if you're using Windows and you get sued for intellectual property violations, we'll handle it. 
Based. Nice. You're not. You're if not liable if it's as a res- if the intellectual property infringement is a result of licensing Microsoft code. Right, and then well, that's key, right? If yeah. you steal somebody else's device, if it's the hardware or chip problem. or something, that's your own problem. But <laughs> right. Microsoft's saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to make you be liable for our our problems, and that makes sense. And so this is so this is basically an incentive for devices to use Microsoft. So to, they, obviously, they're hoping like more Microsoft sm- smartphones is what this is for. Yeah, we'll we'll pick up the tab. Yeah, that's good. Because we can afford to. Yeah, exactly. Because they have millions of dollars. Which, millions. Uh, yeah, what am I talking about? What's, what's above a billion? One million have a Google. dollars. <laughs> Funny. Ironic. Uh-huh. So somebody who doesn't have a million dollars is the Red Cross. <laughs> but they want to get more uh, by stopping video game makers from using the Red Cross. Uh, it's not necessarily a patent. We're throwing around patent kind of as a humorous it's aside like a but, trademark but yeah it's, it's more of a trademark saying we have a trademark on the red cross symbol and when you use it to indicate health in a game like first person shooter and you walk around you see a little health pack it's got a red cross on it that's that's violating our what? trademark and you need O-M-G. to stop oh come on they love the uh the posting from alan on boing boing he says the red cross has an even bigger more menacing infringer a little outfit called switzerland <laughs> Somebody should inform the Red Cross that these guys have been flagrantly using their unique design that they created for their logo. That is just hysterical. As you know, Switzerland has the Red Cross. Um, yeah. Because yeah. they're neutral. Because they're neutral. Uh, bo- and they have a whole thing on their site. To report misuse of the Red Cross el- emblem, as Boing Boing puts it so well, why is the Red Cross wasting the charitable dollars we donate to it, shaking down video games on the basis of some trademark dilution boogeyman? Exactly. Mm. How does it, 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 it what? poor form buzz off Red Cross? I can't believe I'm Ooh, saying that, but I mean it. Well, we should give them email us if anyone works for the Red Cross can speak for them. We want to hear your side of it, but it seems kind of silly. There is an update on the Boing Boing that says that they recently chose a new neutral symbol, which can be used. Yeah, anywhere. but you know what? That's that's for Israel. That 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 diamond. Because there was a there was there was a lot of controversy over using a red star of David. Oh, it's so for people. There's a red crescent for Islamic countries. There's a red cross for Christian countries, and now there's a red diamond for other countries. I see. Non-Islamic or non-Christian. Politically and religiously neutral. Yeah. So put red diamonds on your your packs and your role playing games. Let's see what happens. Uh, real quickly, world's smallest games. G U I M P dot com. Go to it. It's hilarious. And let's get to the voicemails. Uh, Ranger in Atlanta calls, continuing the World of Warcraft controversy. Hey, Blood's Crew. This is Ranger in Atlanta. Just wanted to weigh in on the World of Warcraft debate about saying that if you don't like it, you can go elsewhere. Being a cop out. I don't think that it's a cop-out so much as if that more people actually did that and voted with their dollars. You might see companies behave a little bit better than they would if everybody just threatened a lawsuit and more or less ran to go get a bigger bully to take care of the bully they don't like. I think if we took it more into our own hands and supported people that we liked and didn't give money to the fresh new eye candy, we'd have a lot less of these problems. But that's just me. Thanks. Love the podcast. Bye. Um, I agree, but we don't. Well, yeah, but I think that's I mean, what Ranger's saying is that we should. Well, yeah, but I, it, you know, unfortunately, like companies have shown themselves unwilling to take personal responsibility, and so have people. <laughs> yeah, everybody does it. <laughs> Lawsuits are the new personal that doesn't responsibility. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> uh, we got a call from Scott in Salt Lake City. Who? Who? He's he's uh, he's upset with you again, Molly. <laughs> Hello, Molly, Veronica. Uh, Veronica, this is Scott again. Or not Veronica. Molly, this is Scott again from Salt Lake City. And, oh, you're doing it again, Timmy. You're killing me again, dude. 
Uh, you mentioned Richard Dean Anderson in that commercial for the for the Super Bowl, and I thought I'd let it go a couple of days, see if anybody else responded. But since no one said anything, I have to jump to the response of Ka- of Colonel. Uh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, <laughs> he played. He was in SG One for like a decade or something. Uh, Stargate SG One, which is a science fiction show. You may have seen, may have not. But he's been on there uh, for all this time. Colonel O'Neill. Thank you. That's it. And he's been great, and he's been just as good as he ever was on MacGyver, and he hasn't been washed up or hidden away someplace. You made it sound like the guy hasn't come out of hiding for all that time until he finally did this commercial. He's been actively working. No worries. I'm here to keep you straight. Keep it up. Bye. Oh, no, no, Scott, you misunderstood me. Um, I just meant that MacGyver was back. I know all about Stargate SG-1. <laughs> I know that Richard Dean Anderson has been working. I was just fired up to see, you know, MacGyver. The person MacGyver. Doing his MacGyver thing. The actual MacGyver yeah, character. Yeah, I, not... no, I make no distinctions between fiction and reality. <laughs> you're not talking about the man who plays MacGyver. But... Yeah, no, I just missed MacGyver. But your friend, My MacGyver. Friend, MacGyver. You know they're making a Stargate SG-1 movie with Richard Dean Anderson in it? Really? Yeah. I think that show's pretty good. I know. All right, we haven't heard from Jeff from Houston, uh, at least since the Astros got their butts whooped in the World Series, so here he is back again, finally. Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica, it's Jeff from Houston, haven't called for a while. Um, I have a question about the Bush kind of setting a hard date for the rollover to uh, H, or high definition video. Um, I have a, I have analog, I don't have any HDTVs, and I plan not to buy one in, in because I'm just rebelling, I guess, but, and probably like a lot of other people, I really don't think I should go out and spend a lot of money to go watch, you know, television. But my question is, is how does it work? And, um, because, I mean, I know how television works, but is the cable channels, like if I have cable, will I still have analog cable? Or does that mean that no analog signals whatsoever on any system that have anything to do with television? Or is that just over the air, like, put an antenna on top of my roof and receive it. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, I have to tell you, I'm really addicted to the show. Um, the other day, I was out the car, out on the car, driving down the road, and I realized I didn't sync my iPod. So I stopped, turned around, went back home, turned on my Mac, and synced you, um, your program, and then got back in my car and left, and I was 15 minutes late for work. But it was worth every minute of it. Um, so I was wondering, do you have some sort of like 12 step program? Because I think I'm addicted and, um, I can really use some help on that. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Your First call of all, is too long, but it was worth every minute. <laughs> we can write a note to your boss. Just let us know where we need to write and excuse you for being late <laughs> from work. We, we'll be happy to we'll do that We'll make it look really you. official. Uh, as for the HDTV question, if you are getting your television programming from any other service other than over the air by antenna, you're fine. Uh, unless your service decides to cut it off for their own reasons. Uh, if you have a cable coming through the wall providing you service, as long as that service continues, you're fine. What if you what, have what, what the uh, law affects is over-the-air broadcasts from broadcasters have to be in digital. So if you're right. p- popping an antenna yeah. up, you won't be able to get analog over the air because they want to free up that spectrum. Right. But any other service is fine. Yes, yeah, satellite is using satellite radio waves. They're not using the same spectrum so as analog. So it's not the same spectrum at all. So, see? Yep. Yeah, so you're, 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 you're all okay. to, to you're the good. You're golden. You don't need a new TV. If you want to not see the you know freckles and pixels and everything in beautiful high definition Jeff. and warts and it's your own issue but yeah you won't be able to get it you won't be able to get it over the air uh john from austin echoes the thoughts of millions of emailers hi this is john from austin i was just listening to thursday's podcast 
for February 9th. Just wanted to let you know two things. First of all, there is a Apple Store in Canada. I believe it's in Toronto. It's up and running. And secondly, you can go into the website and deauthorize all your computers and then reauthorize the computer if it had a problem and had to go in and had the repair done on it. Um, I've had to do that before, so that works just fine. And, uh, Molly, it sounded like you didn't know that, that you could do that, but you surely can. Have a great day and love the podcast. See ya. Okay, so we dropped the ball on yeah, that, one. Whoa. that one. Yeah, we blew it. We all did. Yep. We didn't know. We admit it. But uh, we blame Veronica. We should she have known. <laughs> yeah, wait, Veronica, it's Veronica's fault. She's the all Apple right, person. So it's funny, too, because this has always driven me nuts because I have about, you know, probably five or six different Macs that I'm off and on, mm-hmm. and I always authorize them to play my music. And uh, never really knew I could do that and take it all off. <laughs> well, it makes sense Good to me. To it's know. silly because where so, is the authorization stored? It's not stored on your computer. It's stored on Apple's central server. Right. right. So Duh. you have to, I don't know. I just yeah. never really thought to go look. So you just deauthorize everything settings. and then you just, yeah. 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 So we're well, sorry. We didn't, we didn't know, but that's dumb. We're sorry, Eric. No. And we're we sorry, you. everyone. Thank don't you so much. Don't drive to Buffalo and or Toronto. And I was Toronto. totally right about the um, Apple store in Toronto, though. That's true. Yeah. I did say that. But we actually still don't know if it is an Apple Care Center, so. No, we still don't. Yeah, we're we're unclear. Yeah, Uh, people, you didn't tell us that. Moving on extremely quickly to our emails. Keith called about the BlackBerry and says, uh, so both companies agreed to spend millions on a legal battle. And the end solution is, oh, yeah, we have a workaround for that. We knew that was coming. Yeah. And the S wrote in, said, why would a person buy a movie in the new HD formats when the original filming of pretty much every movie that has been made to date was not made in high definition in the first place? How then could Blu-ray be any better in quality versus a DVD, other than the aspect ratio? Booyah. Of course, they're just hoping that you'll buy the new movies. Well, film... I mean, it's going to look Film better. resolution is better than DVD resolution. Mm-hmm. It's better than the 480 that you get. Yeah, you so your DVDs DVD. could be looking better. And indeed, they do look better on Blu-ray and HD DVD, as we saw at CES. They just, you know, come on. If you go, if you have access to HDNet movies, watch a movie on there and you'll see it looks more like film. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You are still, you're not getting 1080 because they haven't shot it in 1080. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what a film resolution is. David emails us to tell us that Veronica has a Wikipedia entry. What? And the rest of us <laughs> do not. Okay. Now, here's here's what bugs this. Okay. And also, uh, a big thank you to the folks who have been working on the Buzz Out Loud Wikipedia entry. It's we're we're very awesome. impressed it's and great. excited, and, and it's been kept up to date, and it's it's awesome. Oh, wait. We're not supposed to say awesome. I forgot. Because <laughs> of that flash animation of us all going, awesome. Awesome. awesome, but it's awesome, fantastic. Awesome. It's smashing. And uh, one thing I'm a little puzzled is why Veronica gets an entry. And I've noticed in the history of the Buzz Out Loud entry that several attempts have been made to make entries for Molly that haven't succeeded. Huh. But that's it. They that's haven't the succeeded. End of the story. What yeah. do you mean? And the funny thing about Wikipedia shut them down. It says in the history that I've tried to start an entry for Molly and it gets kicked out. What? Mm. That's weird. Kicked out of Wikipedia. Oh, you know why? Because there's a porn star. Yeah. Named Molly oh, Wood. awesome. Yeah. I'm you just need to pretty change much your doomed. name. She should change her name. <laughs> Nobody's tried to make me a pro. Who changed? Uh-huh. Oh, but I, the thing I like about the entry the most <laughs> is that Tom. it's it's a lot of info taken off my blog, and mm-hmm. so it's like Veronica likes bacon, and <laughs> <laughs> Veronica plays a lot of video games. The world and, uh, needs to know. And I don't like the cotton commercials because I think they're redundant. And um, <laughs> that's right. I read all that stuff on your blog. That's, <laughs> uh, that's excellent. I do in fact like bacon. It is the perfect food accessory. That's well, true. Final email from Andrew, the Segway watcher. Uh, he is the one who made the picture of uh, Segway rider with my head on it. 
He writes, Tom, Molly, Veronica, and the Earthlink guy. He never Aww. leaves them out. It's Aww. very nice. For the last two days, it seems like Molly's been doing all the segues. Tom, <laughs> I hope you didn't make the insecure. I hope I didn't make you insecure or nervous by putting your head on a crazy segue writer. You really are the man when it comes to segues. Even though we all like Molly, I think it's best if you take the segue <laughs> job back. I'm so I've tried. Agree. I've truth, tried. Today. Truth be told, Tom's just been rambling a little bit the last couple of days, and I've just been trying to move him along. I've been rambling. <laughs> Excuse Molly, leave the producing me. to and me. And finally, the frapper shout out. <laughs> We're taking this off site. <laughs> Eric Combs in Jonesboro, Tennessee. Love your show. How about some behind the scenes photos of all your lovely faces posted on the CNET page? I can take care of that. We can take some photos and I can put a bump on the flipper. Uh, flipper? <laughs> the Flickr group. <laughs> the Flipper. <laughs> the Flipper group. I think we just started a also, site. Also, if you uh, subscribe to our newsletter, then you'll be able to get a photo of us in your inbox every single day. Uh-huh. All three of us. So we, what do they have to do? They have to go to the newsletter sign-up page, which is linked to from the forums. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's easiest to just go to our forum, forums.cnet.com, the Buzz Out Loud Lounge, and look for the new newsletter thread, because that gives you the link directly to the newsletter page. And frankly, I'm sorry to say, it is really hard to find that page otherwise on CNET. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll put it on the podcast page, too. I'll do that this afternoon. Yes. Okay. Stick it, it on the podcast.cnet.com page. Yes. So That'll... hopefully by next week, we'll have newsletters for all you subscribers. Hopefully. All right. Uh, we're going to start doing a Friday uh, T-shirt giveaway. So every, today? Yeah, every Friday, we're going to pick, uh, pick a T-shirt to give away. Should we do one today or I, should we I, give people I would a warning like to, and then we'll start it next I Friday? I think I know who deserves the first T-shirt. Really? You want to go ahead and do it? Right. Call? Okay. I would like to say that Andy in Tennessee deserves the first Buzz Out Loud Friday T-shirt giveaway because and, he has supported okay. the forums and posted more than almost anyone else. I concur. And he's brilliant, and we plus, love him. Plus, he has scooped the CNET editorial team on more than one occasion. Yes. And knows everything. <laughs> so, Andy, write Andy? to me, right. or write to Buzz, mm-hmm. and um, we'll send you a t-shirt. Yep. Now, this does Buzz not a diss to anyone else. All we're saying is we're going to try to recognize all the people. So, if you hear like, well, what about me? I contribute in the forums. Just keep on doing it. We're yes. just picking one a week. But don't keep on sending emails saying, what about me? Yeah, Can I that have a t-shirt? That's not going to work. That will bring you back down. Just, just yeah. keep on That's doing no. what you're doing. We'll get to it. We just have a, you know, we only have a certain number of t-shirts, so we have to dole them out. We will. We will recognize. Give us a phone call. 1-800-616-CNET. You know we play him. You just heard evidence of such. You can also email us, <laughs> buzz at cnet.com, and post in our message board forum type thing. It's at forums.cnet.com. And then you scroll down on the left side, you'll see a little thing that says Buzz Out Loud Lounge. That's where you go. And FYI, I will be missing all of you next week from the beaches of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. No, you won't. I'll see you back here we'll on be missing Tuesday, you. February 21st, because wow. Monday, unfortunately, is Molly has to be in President's the Pro Bowl. Day. I will, I will be, be playing at the in Pro the Pro Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> I, will, I wish I was playing Because pretty Pro much Bowl. anybody gets to play. That's true. That's true. I'll be like, put me in, coach. And they're like, hey, come on, get in, Wood. I know. <laughs> right. I'll be there, because I love the football trip. See you later, folks. Bye. Bye.